What's up, everyone? Welcome back into the podcast. This is Two Catholic Dudes, and my name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. As always, we are not priests. We are not theologians. We're just two Catholic dudes. We're talking about our faith. And this week, uh, we just got back from Religious Education Congress here in uh, Southern California. The Los Angeles Archdiocese puts on the big event every year. And uh, so it's a really it's a big weekend, starting with Youth Day on Thursday all the way through Sunday. Uh, so I was there for one of the days. Ryan was there for the whole whole thing, whole shebang. It was wild. Um, funny thing is, like uh, us in the Catholic circle, we're like, "Hey, are you going to Congress this weekend?" And everyone's like, "What? Are you going to Washington D.C.? Like, what? Yeah. Is, what is yeah. happening? <laughs> like, you? It's just like one of those things. Again, it's Los Angeles Religious Education Education Congress. Yeah. So like, it's, it's a say, mouthful. Yeah. When you say it to like non, like just like non-Catholic people or stuff like that, they're like, "Oh, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, I got Congress." And they're like, "What?" The heck? <laughs> Like, like really? I don't know you're in politics, but like, you're sure, like, no, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. you do you. So yeah, I was there for the whole weekend. For it was it was a long weekend, but it was really really great. Yeah. And uh, we're kind of just gonna recap on some things. Even though Danny wasn't there, you had like I got you, were, you were like I, you had the flu or yeah, something. I had like, like a, I had like a fever. I think it, you had the coronavirus was, or maybe. something. I don't know. I was uh, yeah. Well, I I my weekend before that um was my my confirmation retreat. Oh yeah, and you go hard on and that. I so go. Like, I give it my whole, you know. I give everything to God that weekend, and more than that, you know, with seventy-eight kids and flu season, like you're you're gonna get sick, you yeah. know. And your body's tired. Your immune system's not what it's supposed to be. You're off your regular schedule. You're sleeping in an uncomfortable bed. Like, yeah. you know, I'm blessed enough that I got through the weekend. But once once I got back that whole week, I slowly felt myself starting to deteriorate. And by the time it was Thursday, and I was ready to drive to you. I was feeling all kinds of bad, but I wanted to be there for at least Friday. all kinds of bad. You heard it here first, but, yeah. uh, well, sorry, you weren't feeling well, but yeah, there's something right. about, you know, giving your all on, on retreats. And I think there's, there's a lot to be said on that when we, we might have another episode pretty soon here on retreats. Cause it, like we said before the, uh, uh, what was it? Like episode six or whatever was on retreats and not many people watched it. Nobody, but like, yeah, nobody knew who we were then. Nobody, yeah. So like, let's, let's, let's recap on that subject. But speaking of also being tired, it's, it's another it late one tonight, guys. It's after 12, midnight 16. right now, but like we are both fading. We have had a very long day, yep. but we, uh, uh we need to make this happen. It's been a struggle lately to get some podcasts out here. Yeah. We officially, we missed the mark uh, this last Monday. Yeah, our first, our, our first miss. Our first mi- Well, we had it done. Here's the thing. We had the podcast done, recorded, ready to go. The audio was uploaded on time and the video didn't get uploaded uh, by 10 o'clock on Monday. Right. I felt horrible about it. My, uh, my internet got, the connection got all messed up. So, it came up by like Tuesday, so forgive us, please. But thanks for sticking with us. And, and for uh, audio listeners, it was there like normal. Yeah. And I, I think most of our listeners are audio listeners. Yeah, so. comment in. We haven't really gotten a lot, of, or maybe we haven't checked, but comment in on, because you can comment on like Spotify and Podbean and CastBox and all that stuff, wherever you guys are listening. Or comment on an Instagram. We should do a poll on our Instagram. Like, Where do, do you listen? listen? How do you listen? Yeah. yeah. And if you're driving, please don't comment while you're driving. Pull over. <laughs> or like, wait till you get to work. Huh? Uh, but why don't we, we actually didn't plan on this, but why don't you give me a little recap of your retreat? Because this was, okay. this was actually the first time in maybe 14, 15 years that I didn't go on the Holy Cross retreat. And mm-hmm. I felt... Um, I felt really bad about it, but I was, I lived, I lived pretty far from where you guys were having the retreat and I had stuff that weekend that I got, that I needed to be a part of. So, but I really, really did miss it. And, um, I kind of wanted to see how everything went. Um, 
it was a really great, really great weekend. Um, it was one of those weekends where I, I was praying a lot beforehand, but like I was not, I didn't feel spiritually ready to go into it. And like, I think that we talk about that as people in ministry. Sometimes when you're getting ready to go into stuff, like you're prepared with your supplies and your paperwork and all that stuff. But like, are you prepared spiritually to help these teens encounter God? And I was not really in that place at all. Um, and my team of volunteers, uh, peer leaders, young adults, uh, I took my, a lot of my good friends are on my leadership team. They really stepped it up and just everybody gave it their all. We had a smaller leadership team than usual. And it was just like, everybody gave it their all. And I think that it was a really great retreat. We were, we we were uh, really worried about it because there's a couple teens that are struggling. All teens are struggling, but there was a couple that are struggling with some pretty big vices and, uh, we just stepped up to the plate and I think that we helped them really encounter God in, in a, in a really powerful way. And, uh, it, it was tough for sure. Not having, uh, you there, as you said, like with, uh, music and things were different. Adoration was different. Um, but it was so great. Everything was so great. Everything still, you know, the spirit moved. God was present. God yeah, was there. I wasn't uh, there, but yeah. you know, who was there. God was there. Yeah, right? so, so it's you like, know, and like I always, I tell the teens, like it, even if I'm not there, say I'm, say I get sick on the retreat and I go down, like the retreat's got to continue. You know, it's not about who's doing it. Uh, it's about who you're doing it for. You're doing exactly. it for the teens. You're doing it for God. Whoever, like if I can't do my talk cause I lose my voice, there's gotta be somebody else that can jump up and do it. If I, or if somebody else, you know, can't do their game or you can't do their this. There's got to be someone else that can step up and take take uh, ownership of that. And I think that that was really great this year that our team really did that. It was it was an outstanding weekend. Um, truly, I had a great time. And I yeah. think that uh, it's our my youth group's kind of uh, it was it was kind of fading down for a little bit because you know the way of the world right now is is it's it's tough to get teens to 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 come to to youth group sometimes. And, and my numbers have usually been like gigantic. And, uh, it was this year I was like really down on myself. Cause I was like, what am I doing wrong or what's going on? And after the retreat, they really spiked. We had a great, uh, we were just had youth ministry this evening and it was an awesome night. Great turnout. There was like 50 kids. Uh, we had a great time. Um, yeah. You gave a great talk too. I popped in at the end there. It was a nice to visit with some of the kids, but I think you, you know, you had a good point about, you know, it was small numbers, on the retreat, but that kind of empowers kids. And especially cause I wasn't there, you guys had to step up in a different way. Right. I, I don't think no one really did music. Right. But like uh, there, you, you we, filled in the gaps. We filled in the gaps with other things. And then we did, uh, my Brendan, you know, my brother and a couple actually of the girls on the team that were in your choir. Uh, there's a musical portion that we do at a campfire and they stepped up to the plate and they did music. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's something to that is like, you know, you're, you're able to step away and, and watch, the, the program still thrive and still succeed uh, even without you, without, mm. uh, you know, again, you, you can be an integral part of the system, but uh, other people, you give people the chance to step up to the plate right. and thrive in those opportunities. And so I had to do the same thing at my parish when I was at Congress this last weekend, religious education <laughs> Congress, uh, because I, since I got hired at this parish every single weekend, I've done four, sometimes five masses and they oh. didn't really have anybody that could play the piano. And I'm like, I don't, I have no idea what's going to happen if I have to step away for a weekend. Like, what are we going to get? We've talked about like Betty Sue on the organ kind of deal. Right. And 
I don't want uh, sometimes in those situations you come back and, and it elevates you a little bit more. Sure. They're like, they realize the value. It ups your stock a bit, but like, that's not why I'm doing this. You know what I mean? I never want a mass to suffer. It doesn't matter how much it'll elevate me. The mass needs to be. Uh, you don't uh, want the quality of something to go down just because of your presence. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I wanted it to succeed. And there was a lady in the choir who plays piano at rehearsal. She was she was OK. Um, she was giving it her all, but I guess she really brought it and she rehearsed her butt off and she came and uh, they said she did a wonderful job and the mass awesome. was, was fantastic while awesome. I was gone. So it's awesome. really great to hear that. And again, yeah. you empower those people in those moments to step up so that it doesn't have to rely on you. You can bring it when you're there, but then other people can, can you know, carry on without you. Yeah, of course. And I think that's a, that's, that's a, we, we were talking about being an example, like being, having Christ as our example, that's what Christ said for us. And that's what we're all called to do as, as ministers is finding people to continue what we're doing. Step up. Like when he was like, I'm out, you guys got it. Yeah. You handle it. And we have to be able to do the same thing of people. It's, uh, you know, I, I take pride in the fact that, uh, when I have to go on retreat over the summer, like we go on retreat or trips or whatever. And I never let youth group get canceled because there's people that can, they can handle it mm-hmm. while I'm gone. And yeah. I don't want the, Everything else in life is consistent, and so I want faith and the opportunity to be with God to be consistent uh, just as much. So, yeah, you know, it's you, just like you, our uh, podcast, too. You know, sometimes it gets rough, but, yeah. we, but we film at 12 midnight because we got to get it out next right. week for you guys, even right. though we live far apart. But it's, again, we talked about it. It's being consistent with whatever you're doing, especially when it comes to something important like your faith. Yeah. Right, so that's what we're about. So, anyways, we so I'm glad you had a good retreat. I'm sorry awesome. I wasn't there, but yeah, it's uh, all good. Wonderful to hear things are continuing on fantastically. So, anyways, we spent the weekend at, at Religious Education Congress, and well, I did, and Danny was there for a bit. So, let's kind of talk about our experiences. Um, you know what's it was crazy is that like we've spent most of our lives again in this one parish, mm-hmm. and and for us Congress was, was like kind of these aha, like epiphany moments of, of this broader, um, this Catholic world, this broader Catholic world. And it was, and it really, um, helped deepen our faith. Right. You were, you were alluding to that earlier. Um, well like youth day, which is like the first, um, Mm -hmm. day of Congress, I guess, in a sense, a youth day was the first thing. One of the first things I did like as a, as a teen that really, when I remember I walked into youth and I was like, Holy moly, like, this many kids are doing the whole God thing or, mm-hmm. or, or being forced to do whatever they were there for. <coughs> Pardon me. And uh, it, I remember it, I was like, this is crazy. There's so many people here. Um, and I remember like it was being at Congress and, and socializing, interacting, going to great talks with other people of the same faith was a really, it's always a great experience um, every year in that aspect. That yeah. I really enjoy um, enjoy that uh, part of it. But then you had mentioned, you know, because we were very secluded in, in our Catholic world, now we're, we've broadened our scope being on social media. Obviously, we had our episode on Novus Ordo and Latin Mass because of all that <laughs> yeah. that went down. Uh, and I'm like living in a very traditional Catholic uh, situation social right now. Circle. Social, social circle. It's very, very, very conservative. Sure. Um, and they all went 
and but they were there kind of walking around the convention hall and and networking because that's what a lot of uh, Congress is for a lot of Catholics. It's oh, just tons. just to meet uh, and to connect and reconnect with people. But anyways, they were they were talking a lot beforehand about how atrocious a lot of the things that go down at youth day in Congress are mm-hmm. and how much um, I don't they weren't using the words hate and uh, they're my. Um, they disagree, my friends. They disagree with all the practices that are going on there, mm-hmm. uh, some more than others. Um, yeah. But it, it, you were saying it's it's kind of disheartening because like this was the this was the moment that yeah. I, and like I truly, I probably land in the middle. Yeah. Of that discussion, probably. You know, I think both of us probably land in the middle of that discussion. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. But but on the same point of to discredit the whole event or to uh, not discredit, but to be mad at the whole event in some aspects, which maybe people are. I think it's a bummer because for some people, this is such an enriching experience for their faith. And it's a chance for them to connect with people from all different areas. And, and uh, you know, people come from all over the country, not just all over Los Angeles. People come all over the country. And and a, t- lot, of, a lot of these people are middle, middle-aged and, and up, and they're not on social media, and, and they've yeah. only ever been in one parish their entire life. Yeah. And for them, it's so exciting yeah. to see this bigger Catholic world yeah. on display, like everyone just you know on fire for their faith. Yeah. There were a couple of comments that, they, like, that there wasn't a ton of super young people, and like I, I do wish that there was more at Congress geared towards the younger generation of Catholics, oh, for sure, and I think that the stuff that they think is isn't really done well. Yeah. Um, but every every single thing that's ever done is going to have things that work and things that don't and things that people everyone loves and people things that everyone doesn't like. Yeah. And whatever. I don't think that I think that Congress is an amazing thing. I think it's an amazing weekend. I think it's a great uh, time to network. I think it's a great time for prayer. It's a great time for spiritual growth. Um, y- you know, it, the beauty of it is you can go to the things that you like and you don't have to go to the things that you don't like. Right. And, yeah. uh, and you, if, if you don't find something spiritually enriching about the weekend, then I think that you're too, you're closing your mind off too much. Yeah. Um, but, but it's a great, it was a great weekend. Truly. Um, it always is. Uh, I've been going for many, many years. This is the first, uh, I didn't go last year, but like uh, we, I was there for one day. And I, we heard an absolutely incredible talk. Yeah, Bishop Barron, like man, it was amazing. brought it. He talked about the real presence of the Eucharist because yeah. obviously that's a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, that poll came out in what September about how only sixty percent don't believe. 60, yeah. yeah, like forty percent of Catholics at most, I think it was whatever the number yeah. is, uh, truly believe that it's the real presence of Christ. And so um, that talk was just, rocked. It was amazing. What was that line? Oh, there was a few, there's a couple he, of the great lines. My favorite thing that he said that uh, I, I actually used it at a confirmation night then that the next that weekend yeah because I loved it so much um, but it was the power of the word the transformative power, power of, of words. words yeah and and how God's word can do like if our words can transform reality he was talking about like an umpire or a referee in a sports game like if he yeah said, that was that was a great moment if, if for the me. umpire says you're out he just changed reality he you changed are now you are reality. now out by his word right of his authority right and if that human being words because of his authority and position can be transformative of reality how can god's not you know and like and we think like we go back in scripture how many times does god say something and it happens get up and walk lazarus come out your sins are forgiven like these are things that god said and it it happens and yet we don't believe that when he says this is my body that it is how, yeah, yeah i mean yeah. 
<laughs> and I love the line. Uh, he he kind of took us through a history of um, the different councils and everything. Yeah. And but he started with uh, it was it John six. Yeah, uh, in the scriptures, mm-hmm. and then he ended with Pope Paul the sixth, and so he was like from John six to Paul the sixth, and he like summed it up. And it was just yeah. like a mic drop moment. It was really great. Well, and I love you know just to go back, we're, this is, we're all over the place, but it's it's all good. Uh, that that John six verse, I just talked about this in Bible study a couple of weeks ago because the teens, the teens are, are uh, yearning to know, like you know, because I, I'm very passionate about the Eucharist. I talk about it every week at youth group because I, people need to know and people need to be rushing to it. You know, when people are are struggling and like, this is food for the starving. This is the way, this, the way, the truth, the life. Like it's, it's there. You got to run to it. Yep. And, um, that John six, because the like translation in a lot of, in my Catholic Bible, that like my cliff, no- the side notes, uh, talks about when he says you must eat my body and it translates to like gnawing or chewing, like how an animal would eat because, mm-hmm. and it just, that Jesus would use that descriptive, that language. vivid word. Cause it's like that. He, he's going above and beyond like you, this is because this is what I'm actually saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that, you know, and I was telling that to the kids. I'm like, like, that's why he's being so graphic and descriptive because he wants you to believe, take him seriously. Right. Um, but back to what we were saying about Bishop Barron and his talk about that transformative power of word and how God's word transforms reality in numerous times in the scriptures. So like if he wants to say this bread and wine is now my body and blood, you, you, it is. Because God says so. Exactly. And he's God. So I'm going to believe him. So great talk from Bishop Barron. Uh, I, I, it's already on YouTube. You guys can check oh, it my out. My mom had watched it. Yeah, yeah like live. Like probably. live, yeah. Uh, so he that, streamed on his page on We're on Fire as well. Yeah. Can I tell you guys the coolest moment of Congress for me right now? And it was really for the two of us. Right. Um, so we were... When when he was there on when Danny was there on Friday, we were walking around the convention hall, and it's it's uh, if you haven't been before, it's a whole bunch of booths, exhibitors, exhibitors. Yeah. Uh, you can buy stuff, Catholic books, Catholic uh, trinkets, goodies. People signing up for whatever. You know, you walk around. It's this huge yeah. hall. Uh, but Bishop Barron was like taking pictures and signing autographs and stuff, yeah. or whatever he was doing in the corner. There was a long line. They had book signings, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's a long line, and and I. We both personally know Bishop Barron mm-hmm. from because we were in the Santa Barbara region. I was. Danny still yeah, is. I, saw him. I worked with him musically. He was forming like this uh, this, this group of yeah. of musicians that yeah. he wanted to elevate the Santa Barbara um, music uh, quality in the region. Right? Yeah, and, and he comes to all of the our youth ministry regional meetings. Like just he, when he's available, he just like pops in and yeah. says, "What's up?" It's so know? so great, right? So we we have a personal relation. So we we're like, "Oh, should we go say hi?" I haven't seen him since I got this yeah. job. And we're like, "Nah, this line's too long," right? So we we dip out. Uh, but then the next day, after Danny had left, I was walking around again by myself. Uh, Bishop Barron uh, was again taking pictures, but it was it was like it, while people were in their workshops, so there was m- far fewer people around, right? So like we catch eyes, and he's like, "Oh, hey, Ryan!" I was like, "Dang, that's awesome!" So we have we have kind of an inside joke because. <laughs> I, I, I've seen him at many confirmations yep. for the different parishes that I've been at. And it was last year. He, uh, he comes up to me when he sees me like before mass or no, right after, right no, after at, mass. It was at lunch. Right, yeah. We were going to have like the lunch. Cause you have a lunch with the, yeah. with the, with the presider, the bishop that presides. And he goes, Ryan, Ryan, come here. He goes, uh, I hear this song every single confirmation I do. What song is it? 
Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. And he goes, he goes, I always hear that line. line And then I go, what's the line afterwards? He goes, I always sing to myself when I'm sitting there listening, because it's always like the meditation. He goes, I sing to myself, come blah, 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 blah. Like, we straight up said that to me. And I go, and then I couldn't think of it then, too. And I was like, and then one of the kids was like, oh, it's this. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, I know the words, but like. Uh, so it kind of became a running joke, and every time I would see him at a confirmation retreat, sure enough, I play that song too. And uh, and then like we, I would catch eyes with him while I was playing it. I like gave him a wink one time, and he laughed while he was up there. So, anyways, it was kind of like this running inside joke. So, anyways, I see him, I start singing the song, and I go, "What's the words?" He goes, "I forgot." So he he goes and continues to take pictures, uh, and I go, I'm like standing by the Word on Fire booth. I get a tap on my shoulder, and it's Father Steve, who's the CEO of Word on Fire, which I hadn't met before. Right. But he's like, hey, just want to introduce, introduce myself. My name is Father Steve, the CEO of Word on Fire, and I just wanted to say, love the podcast. I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? You're like, which podcast? <laughs> you love <laughs> the Word, Word on, on Fire, Fire podcast? Because it's fantastic. <laughs> I was like, why in the world would you be listening to us we're just two catholic dudes and we're talking about our faith he goes that's just it that's the beauty of it it's just like regular guys i was like oh my gosh and he even like quoted one of our one of our episodes like i was like wow so you're actually like listening listening yeah yeah it's not just like oh i've heard of you yeah and he's like i was actually when you guys were standing in line yesterday i was flagging he's like i was waving my arms and i was trying to get you guys to come over i was like are you kidding me like Wild. That's crazy. Wild. That's crazy. Yeah. So if you're it, listening right now, Father Steve, so great to meet you. Yeah. We are yeah, honored yeah, like, that you would even listen. Like, praise God for that. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 So wonderful work you guys are doing. Uh, I pitched to him. I was like, if you guys want to do uh, a music track on the Word on Fire Institute, I'm your guy. I'd be like, how do we get Bishop Barron on this podcast? Well, that's the thing, too. He's plant the seed. But so we could stand there and try to intellectually keep up with him. <laughs> Bishop Barron, if you're down, we'd love to have you on. Oh, love to have you on. Love but, to have you um, on. But yeah, and yeah, because that, honestly, that talk was worth the drive down, even for a day. Right. Uh, it was so, it was so good. So that was kind of a long story, but it was really, really great moment. Um, uh, it was very, very affirming. Uh, yeah. Of what we're doing the, and just like humbling, they're like, "Are you kidding me?" Well, like, why? Speaking of humbling, the the coolest parts for me were like we got recognized like a couple of times by like just random people. Right? They were yeah. just like they would like we'd walk by and they would go, two Catholic dudes." Yeah, and we like, went, what? "Oh yeah, like that is us." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, like like I'm from Seattle or I'm from I what? listen to you guys, I love you guys." Or and we we're like, "Oh my gosh!" And we're like, "Oh, can I take a picture?" And we we're like. Sure. Like, are, are you with me? Like, we're just, like, we're, <laughs> we're literally just two guys. And for me, it's been weird because I've been, you know, with Ryan when he was in the band, like I was the guy that would be like, yeah, let me get this picture for you. Um, and to be like, for people to like want to talk to us or be excited to meet us, it was really a humbling experience for me um, because I was like, you know, I was like, wow, like God is really working so powerfully um, in our ministry and like, the fact that uh, that people are resonating with our words and just us just goofing off and talking to each other about whatever that people are interested in that and and finding hope and finding God in that is was a really really amazing thing for us and yeah. I remember it was really cool. Uh, there was one lady talking about how uh, she was looking for a podcast like because her 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 kids had kind of drifted off 
And she was like, oh, I, I, yeah, I found you guys and I wanted to show it to my kids because I, you guys are like easy to talk, listen to and whatever. I was like, wow, that's you know amazing because yeah. like, that's what we're going for. And uh, it was really, really a really great experience. Yeah. So God bless you guys. Uh, thanks for again. For listening, for listening but for coming and say hi coming and saying yeah. hello like all the people that we met uh i always forget your name i met you last year but you're in san francisco you had your whole group of kids i met i met up with father goyo who's going to come on the show soon uh father goyo if you're listening he doesn't listen he doesn't uh, listen. He text back <laughs> he doesn't text back but i met up with him and then this group of guys from san francisco that we met last year uh he came and said hello again so uh, i'm so sorry i forgot your name but what's up shout out <laughs> Shout out to San Francisco people. <laughs> you um, guys are awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. And I have to shout out this person because uh, they're a friend and because they always, uh, and it's Joe, Joe Melendrez, because we, no matter what event we're at, when we're walking around, Joe makes you feel like just a, a, a good friend. Like he was so busy doing whatever the heck he was doing. And we were just like, yeah, we'll let him do his thing. We started walking away and he came running after us because he's just like, hey, I just had to give you guys a hug. Like, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to say what's up and talk to you guys for a minute. And Joe was the first person that I saw for to start the weekend at Youth Day. Did you see the post? The yeah, first he, he post. posted about it. We, yeah. we met up with, like just randomly in the same coffee shop yeah. before we went to our sessions and stuff that day. Yeah, so like, like it, was, it was crazy. Because here's the thing, guys, like we, we will and I will make it a point to like anytime anybody ever wants to come up and talk to, to uh, say hi to us or whatever, like I will always stop and say hello, even if it's for like a second, like, because yeah, like I got burned quite a few times when I was like a young adult, like meeting these Catholic people, these, you know, the people that you look up to or whatever. And, and there's a lot of times where I got burned and I was like, oh, wow, like you're so cool when you're on stage and now all of a sudden you're not. And I, Joe is always the opposite of that. Joe has always been the coolest every time I've ever talked to him. Yeah. Since I met him in ninth grade when he came to my school or my parish to do a concert and even to now, he's he's been a great resource for us just having questions with all this stuff and like so it just it was affirming again that Joe was like right. made it such a point to come and talk to us again. When he's got a million other things to oh, do. Oh, he's so. the best. We had a good moment. Uh, there's always a good like after hours thing in in the Marriott Hotel or that right. or the Hilton too, and we we connected. And his his new uh, partner, like business partner, his name is Ryan. Ryan, from, yeah. Did you meet Ryan? Yeah, Ryan's awesome too. So anyways, great guys. Um, great networking that always happens. Yeah. Uh, I want I'll share briefly about some because I was involved a little bit with yeah. the weekend as well. So like Thursday, I played in a workshop. I played piano in a workshop with uh, Chris Australia, cool. who's a, a new OCP artist. He did a wonderful job. Like I was very impressed with his uh, workshop. It was for the Youth Day track, right. right? So and again, I think what we've been talking about is Youth Day has gotten a little bit stale. Uh, to would, to yeah. be honest, right? I think so. Uh, to be completely frank, but here's the thing: it's it's a bit stale for us because we've gone for like 15 true, years that's true. but most of these kids are going there's the for first the, time they, they're seeing yeah. it but we things need to be revamped a bit you know right uh, and yeah. so like a lot of times you see the same speakers again and again every and again. single time every single time they're doing the same thing god bless them they're amazing uh chris was this was his first time they gave him this opportunity and he did wonderful he had awesome. so much energy he sang this like this version of this pokemon song the pokemon theme song yeah. but it was like jesus christ having like theme song music it was like all over the stage it was great that's awesome so i played piano while he did a bunch of music and stuff uh we i got the music that day but it, it worked out well it, it, he was great so that was on that was for youth day 
And then I always sing. I always am blessed to sing at the opening ceremonies for youth or for Congress, which is right. the next morning. But it's like it's always the most humbling experience ever because I sing. It's kind of an invite only thing. It's it's mostly all composers who uh, like Catholic composers. So right. I literally my singing buddy. I posted on uh, I think my personal page, uh, Steve Angrisano. So the OCP awesome. composer Steve Angrisano, which is one of my great heroes. Like so inspirational. To to my writing, to my Catholic faith and formation, uh, we just kind of became buddies from the, the years that I've sung with this group. And we would, like, we kind of always started singing next to each other and we share music because, like, you're crammed up on this tiny little sure. stage. You can barely, like, even outstretch your arms without poking the guy in front of you and let alone, like, turn your page. So we just, like, share music. And we, there's, like, all these kind of intricate harmonies and stuff that we just throw together the night before in the rehearsal. And no one really knows what they're doing, so we all kind of, like, lean on one another. So he's now my official Congress <laughs> opening ceremony oh, singing awesome. buddy. And it's crazy, you know? like Dude, I remember seeing Steve when I went to youth day like yeah 14 years he's ago amazing so. he's, he's just Super like cool. he's incredible so then on the other side you got sarah hart over there um you got all the gia boys tony, so alonzo. tony alonzo who wrote the theme song it was like this big cuban cuban like uh trumpet fanfare thing it's crazy uh but and, again tony alonzo another guy walking by was like what's up two catholic dudes how cool yeah we we're like tony's the, amazing tony alonzo? Yeah, Chris De Silva on piano. You guys, so all all the main composers, and I'm like singing right there with them. It's crazy. Right. So a uh, huge humbling experience, a huge honor every single year. So I did that, uh, and then I was I did the closing mass as well. I was singing with the choir, and I was involved with the young adult mass. So oh, oh we are right at 30 minutes. So we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna talk about a little bit of the negative, the good, sides, the bad, the good, and the, the bad, ugly. All that yeah, Congress is everything. So let's take a quick break. All right, we're back. We're talking all about uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly of Congress. So, Religious uh, Education Congress 2020. <laughs> so here we are. I, I did all these events, but the, the one that stands out in my mind in a weird way was the Young Adult Mass. The Young Adult Mass has always kind of been... Young Adult Yeah, mass. exactly. Like, what does that really mean? And I think... Uh, a number of years ago, they they took away like young adult mass or like the African American mass or the they would do like the the Pacific Islanders mass like certain theme masses whether they were language cultural themes or, or cultural whatever, yeah. themes stuff like that and now they're like the mass for the injustice of the world or mass for the different petitions the, yeah, and stuff yeah like but they're still it was this was the young adult mass was it in the uh, the Marriott. Uh, it was in the Hilton this year. Really? Yeah, first time oh, in the Hilton. Okay. But it was also a trilingual mass. So English, Spanish, and Vietnamese. Which, in my opinion, when you start... I mean, you try to please everybody, you please nobody. And not that, not that it's about pleasing, but like the... Because um, it, it's it, it's the mass. Again, we talked about this in many ways. But like, you try to accommodate. I guess that's, that's, the, more, that's the word. Yeah. Um, and that... I feel like I'm... Coming to de coming to the defense of my detractors when I say this, but that's a big reason why I think a lot of people are like, "Well, it should be in Latin only," because it's like then you don't have to worry about bilingual. Yeah, but it's like, like if it's all in Latin, then you don't have to argue. And like it, that, I mean, sure. you're not you're not wrong there. Sure. But at the same time, I think like, can you just like, what if you do one mass in tr in Spanish and one in Vietnamese and one in English and or like throw? Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, uh, I always I I always struggled with bilingual masses too because I'm like, cool. I heard one of the readings, but I don't understand the other one. Well, I mean, it, I to read be it. fair, they had the reading. Yeah. They had, but 
uh, the, I think the hardest part was the homily. So I, I get you can do the reading. the homily trilingual. So, so yeah, here's here's the deal. The readings. Shout out to that priest for being trilingual. Oh, I know. <laughs> he, he, did, he did a great job for like being able to switch like that. But the, again, the readings you can read them while they're singing and saying sure. it in the other language. But when he got to the homily, he did what what I what I would assume would be the same bit three times in the English, same full homily English in, but it wasn't even it was like like a half it was surface level because it it he wasn't overly you, long you don't have the time to give he gave five minutes to each and so we didn't get anything you know yeah. we got we just got surface surface level for right and then we and then the next group heard it and then the next group heard it right okay. so that was one issue but my biggest issue obviously I was involved with music uh, I was just kind of a hired gun on acoustic guitar um <laughs> Wow, yeah. <laughs> I rarely play. I'm acoustic like, that's guitar. not your forte, right? In now. A, in an ensemble, you know, that's usually, if I play acoustic guitar, I'm usually leading in like praise right, and worship right, setting. Right, right. But being able to blend with the group is a whole nother beast, and that's what a lot of people don't understand is, musically. Is like when you when you go see a jazz band, nobody sees jazz bands, but when you like jazz band jazz combos are piano stand-up bass okay. and drums right. and you don't see guitar usually in that because guitar takes up the same space as the piano and it's like the drums where the guy's just like sitting there like barely hitting anything like he's not like Wah! yeah yeah well that's it because uh it requires a subtlety that like right. a seasoned musician understands right so same thing with liturgy people people get mad uh or or uh, upset with like super loud instruments drums electric guitars and stuff like that but a lot of them don't play it uh tastefully they don't play it to blend in with the ensemble yeah uh not to cut you off i'm sorry but we were just uh ed ed archer right ed archer, we, talk, we talked to him he was the director of benute for like forever yeah and he was talking about you guys were, i was just like sitting there like trying to keep up <laughs> but you guys were talking about that a little bit yeah i said he I does said, a great job of that. i said great music wonderful job but in you know he's overcritical about himself and he says yeah but it was like there was too much too much noise going on and too many of the same kinds of instruments that are just like filling up the sound and it just makes a wash and mess yeah. right and some people need to know when not to play exactly yeah. miles davis the great jazz trumpeter you've heard of miles yes davis. yes sir. he i pretty forgive me wrong if this wasn't him that said this he says the most important note you can play is a rest rest means you don't play right okay yeah. <laughs> i don't know I mean, yeah okay but uh, <laughs> all right so but it takes a seasoned musician to sure, understand of course. because when I first started playing guitar, I was like, look at me, look at this song I learned. Wow, look how much, look how cool I can right. play. Um, but okay, so here's the deal. I, I think a lot of these guys were just hired because they were local for this group. I, I think okay. the guy, because the guy who was the director of it was coming from, he flew in. So he just found some local musicians to play. I didn't know any of them. I knew the, the percussionist who does a great job. You guys had like one rehearsal? We had one rehearsal that day at like 10 a.m. And everyone was like super tired. I was tired, but I showed up. I was like, what's up, guys? There was super low energy, but no one was really taking the reins and directing. Uh, and the drummer that was there was playing super soft and the guitarist was barely playing at all. And so I was like leading everything on acoustic guitar. I was like, come on guys, let's do this. No one was really taking charge and it was like lukewarm practice the best. No one knew what was going on. We weren't, there was no dynamics. There was no energy. There was no, um, there was no level different. It was just like stale, bland, lifeless. And I was like, Oh boy, this is going to be uh, rough, rough at best. Uh, but I, I thought rough for a different reason that it was just going to be kind of like, you know, 
just chill. Like people just kind of phoning it in. Phoning it in, kind of chill. Okay, so here's what happened. We showed up for the mass. The dudes get set up. The guy gets set up on drums. The guy gets set up on, a, on electric guitar. They're, the drums are directly to my left. I'm sitting here in the middle with my acoustic guitar, and the electric guitar is to my right. And when as soon as this mass started, you, did you ever see the video of that girl singing the song Oceans? And but in the background, the drummer's playing like heavy metal. Yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. <laughs> this was this guy. It, it wasn't him, but like he was. It was like, dude, you're in the wrong venue right now. He was overplaying to the max. Like technically, he was a good drummer, but he was the worst drummer I've ever played with in my entire life because he played so loud, so incredibly busy, so over the top. With and the rest of the group was not even near his level, and it was obnoxious. Do you ever feel like you're in a moment where you can be like, hey, like, could you, could you calm down there, Ringo Starr? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, hard, it's hard to say to walk that line because it wasn't my, I was you're just, the, I was just yeah, there. Okay. And then the electric guitarist on the other side was playing with like distortion, but like a terrible, awful sound. And his, his amp was cranked to like 11, like he was in, uh, he was like in, uh, 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 um, uh, Spinal, this is Spinal Tap. Okay. You guys, you guys know the reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, turn yeah. it up to 11. I was like, I even told him, I was like, bro, you got to turn that down a bit. They'll just mic it through the hall. He's like, cool. Turns it up. Super loud. But they're, I mean, we got this dude on my left and this dude on my right, and they're just, they're just hammering They're in a rock out. show. They're in a rock show. But like the pianist is playing the complete opposite. There's this complete disconnect. And I'm like, dude, you got to read the room. And so I'm sitting here with my acoustic guitar. Like, what am I supposed to do? So I... I did what Miles Davis did. He's like the most important note because if I started playing, it's, just more it's, gonna, it's more noise. Yeah. So I barely played the entire mass. And, and then unfortunately I, I had a moment where I screwed up because here's the thing. My, my mind was so just like, how do I fix this? How can I fix sure. this? And I couldn't, uh, when we got to the glory to God, uh, no one was leading after the Kyrie. There's the moment where it goes Kyrie right into the glory to God. Mm -hmm. Nobody counted us in. And I'm looking around, and there's. Did the, you have like a director, like a like a? Well, we should have, but good. nobody did. And cool. it's not my call. I'm right. a director, but it's not my call. And there was this awkward silence. It's like we need to start the song. No one was looking at. I'm like, look, I'm thinking about how I can bring them in, and I just go, and and I start playing. You know what I did? A classic rookie move. I didn't take off my capo on my guitar, and so I start playing in the wrong key, Ooh. and everyone looks at me like. Ugh. And like, uh, that's on it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shoot. So I take it off. And like, we literally, I, I played like a bar and then I stopped. Because you can't like. Can nope, you, you, you can't, can't do really. it. And it was awful. And then we started over again. So I kind of had one of the biggest blunders. But it's because my mind was so, I, we, we weren't in, 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 like, sync. in sync. I wasn't in the zone because it was just this big disconnect. It was, a, I, I wanted to hide for the rest of the mass, like and, how embarrassing it was. And here's the thing is, I think that it's one of those things where, because we get a lot of flack often because you know uh people have made jokes that your job is your career your passion in life is a pointless position right and but it's not even the, the matter of like when when you know things aren't correct or when you know things are not where they should be it bothers you mm -hmm. right you know you because you have an understanding of what it should be and like because now not only are you you know that music's not there where you want it to be you know that it's not where they're appropriate to be and now you're so focused on how this is not going well it's now taking you it, out it of mass it took me out of mass exactly and it's the other dude the, the drummer again very proficient drummer 
he was playing things that were great for another setting but like it's kind of an ignorance is bliss thing because he was looking at me like yeah <laughs> we're rocking and i was like no this is the worst thing i've ever heard um mm. but he didn't know and again he has he probably had no formation sure um and right. that's remember that's where i was talking about that with jack yeah that's where i was i didn't know and so i could see him like is me 15 years ago and right. like bro but nobody's teaching nobody's teaching right, them what right. what's right um, and nobody's saying hey this like don't do that or nobody's saying the guitarist to my right hey that little lick you played is in the wrong key <laughs> dude it was bad it was real bad <laughs> man so uh i mean i was to the point where like i'm walking out after mass is over holding my guitar case and some nuns are like oh thank you so much for the music i wanted to be like no I was, i'm just holding that dude's case he's in the like, restaurant you're like oh i apologize <laughs> So anyways, that was a, a kind of a weird moment, right? But uh, what I wanted to talk about also was, wow. um, uh, so my roommate, we, which we still have not had on the podcast, the basic Catholic, who uh, you guys are probably following him. He has like 115,000 followers. Yeah. Uh, if you're not, go check him out. Again, very traditional, very conservative. Uh, he means well. Sometimes he, sometimes he gets a little crazy, but he did a but rant. He's, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Good Austin, friend. love him. Uh, very traditional. <laughs> yeah, we don't and that's the thing is like you can have friends that you disagree with. Right. Um and truly like a lot of the stuff that he's posted and has got me to see things a little differently and mm -hmm. look at things a little more conservatively and sometimes I I'm really I'm blessed by it and we'll get into it a little bit. We'll talk when we if we decide to touch on uh Ash Wednesday and stuff this episode. But anyway, continue what you were saying. Um, let's do that. Let's take a, a, a break, but we're going to okay, get back we'll to this. So that. let's, let's divert really quick to Ash um, Wednesday. Cause we just, today is Thursday. Today's Thursday. So yesterday was Ash Wednesday. And like I, speaking on that point, like I'm a very open to, you know, modern, modern things. Like the, if it's done properly, right. I love music at mass. I love if it's done correctly. I like, uh, I, like I said, I do a teen mass where the teens are serving and if they're doing it reverently and uh, with the the knowing willingness to know that they what they what they are doing, then it's a beautiful thing. Um, now, at the same point, uh, and I'm not trying to roast my own parish here. Uh, I love my parish. It's been my home for 27 years, 28 years. And um, but I was really annoyed uh, at Ash Wednesday because I get it like. People were, I went to like the noon, noon service. Like ash service. Ash service. Like drive through, get your ashes. Yeah. And, and like, it was just, it just kind of seemed like everybody was like there and it was like, okay guys, like we'll make this quick, do a couple readings, come on up and Ain't get nobody want to be here. Yeah. So come on up and get your ashes day. and we'll call it a day. And like for some people, they were like sick. Like, let me, let me slap that on and I'm out of here. And I guess for me more because I'm more like, I, I yearn for that spiritualness and I should have chosen I could have gone to the mass in the morning instead but I went to the one on my lunch break because I worked at the church and walked across the parking lot and um but I I was really like saddened because I was like man this is just it just is really irreverent and it's kind of making light of this really cool day and this beginning to our Lenten journeys and they're missing the it, point it just seemed like yeah it just kind of seemed like I struggle because if we want people to take um faith church the relationship with god seriously we got to act like it's serious yeah and if at our services and our, our masses whether it be traditional or nor novus ordo or liturgy of the words we have to treat it like it's important 
And we need and, to put the, just, the care and devotion and dedication to that no matter what. Yeah. And, and I think that comes from like, you know, we all of us need to take it importantly. And I, and it's on me too, because just because it wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be, I allowed it to take me out of it. And I was like annoyed, but I should have just been like, you know what? I'm here. I can sit and pray and do my own thing. And, and I, it, my connection with God is not dependent upon anybody else, but I was like, and I was bummed because I kind of got gypped on my ashes. Like I just got like a line. Oh yeah. I, I saw was like, that. I was like, what? Yeah, we posted, I had like yeah. the best ash I've had in a yeah. long time. And I'm sitting there like, Again, it doesn't matter how many ashes you get or how they look, but it's the same. But you know, you but look I at want, it. You're I, like, I want to. I want to yeah. rep it. I want to go out the rest of the day and show that this big, this big fat cross on my forehead. Yeah, like, I got a little smudge. I was just like, "What's <laughs> going on here?" Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. You know. So I was, uh, I was, I wasn't like, I'm not like mad at it or anything. I was just kind of bummed because I, I think it could have been a really more beautiful and a more reverent thing than it was, and. Uh, like I said, and that, and, and I'll, going back to what we we're talking about, I, a lot of this thinking that I've come from of, of having a more better appreciation for the beauty of things has come from you know Austin's post and, and and other people that we follow and people we've had conversations with that disagree with us and meeting in the middle. And we might say at first like, oh no, you're wrong, you're wrong, but it like you know on second thought you're like maybe there's something to that you know because they're doing it in a charitable way. You know, Austin and these are the people there when they're telling us, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. It's it's in a charitable. They're not they're not attacking us. And so that opens the door for us to start to understand and see things from their light and vice versa. You know, hopefully hopefully they can see things from our side and maybe we can all meet in the middle. But uh, yes, to start seeing, oh, maybe maybe we are doing something, you know, a a bit weird or whatever. But uh, or you could have a deeper appreciation for something. Deeper appreciation. Exactly. So, for instance, like my Ash Wednesday service, it's not my service. Okay, the service at at my church. Which I'm liturgy director now, which I'm still like trying to wrap my head around, you know, my duties and how to do it correctly. Um, This was kind of my first call. My first major decision was Ash Wednesday. And my pastor said, we're not doing Ash services. And I said, that's wonderful. We're just just doing all masses. And and I said, can we make instead of just saying whatever pastor or whatever presider is there to decide when the ashes will be distributed? Can we just decide right now when they're going to when we're going to do them? And I said, we're going to do them at the very end because, you you know what happens when you have them like after the homily or even sooner? I think I think some people do it like right after the uh, we're out of there. right after the penitential act. People, yep, see you later. Got my ash. I'm out of here. So not that we're like forcing the forcing them to be there, but like if we're coming for a mass, let's receive the Eucharist. Let's receive Jesus. But it ended up being so beautiful that the 7:30 mass, especially last night, uh, we did the entire mass. We did the col- closing prayer, and then I had uh, we we did a couple songs as they were coming to get their ashes. But we instructed them to just like if we can keep a reverent um, frame of mind and, and just kind of quietly exit the church so rather than everybody kind of doing their normal thing like we as the music was quietly playing they all exited the church in silence and it was it was a really great moment yeah see and i think that a lot of times there's probably plenty of parishes that where it's like all right everybody like come on up yeah i'm like you're not handing out donuts um but anyway anyway so like Different perspectives, yep, um, but exactly. at the end of the day, uh, Ash Wednesday was it was you know it starts your Lenten journey and we're we're here. Yeah, we're gonna have another we're episode on, on Lent. Uh, we're probably filming that tomorrow, but it yeah. won't air for three weeks because we got some other stuff coming up. We'll tell you about it. Yeah, maybe. At well, the end. if we if we talk about it tomorrow, anyways, it's it's yeah. weird the way you air these things. Anyway. So let's swing back around to Austin's post. So yeah, so he posted about his thoughts, and we knew you know we've known for a long time that like you know there was gonna be some things that he didn't like about Congress. And 
honestly, with some of the stuff, I agree with him. But then there's other stuff where I'm like, eh, well, I see the other side of the coin as well. So it's like, but I will say this, the video that his, his thoughts and go check him out on his Instagram. You can, we, like I said, we can disagree with each other, but he did it in a very kind and charitable way. Mm-hmm. It was a very well done post. And he think he, he said how he felt and he made his point and that's that. He, he's entitled to his opinion and his belief and his thought. Um, uh, but we talked earlier about how the big issue that a lot of people have on is uh, the liturgical movement. Yeah, liturgical, liturgical dancing, dancing, liturgical movement, um, whatever you want to call it. I'll be honest with you, I'm not really humongous on it. I don't really... I I think it kind of makes mass like a show a little bit, but there's, I guess there's, the, uh, the, we know some of the people that do it, right? And they're really great people. They're, they're, they're amazing. And, uh, and Austin's main, Austin's post, uh, the main one was, was our friend John, who uh, yeah. is one of the dancers. Like the coolest guy, beautiful, beautiful soul, beautiful human being. And, and then, and a heart for God and a heart for God. And he, he, he wants the best. And then, and then it's like, it's, it's, it's hard when you're seeing them attacked, like on that post, like this 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 is, this is what's wrong with the church. And it's it's like, like, this, this guy is amazing, is amazing human being. And I'll go back to uh, what Austin said. He kind of, he, he was taken aback because he said he was at Congress Walking around, and he saw Father James Martin, uh, which is like the complete opposite of his uh, stance on Catholicism. Yeah. And he's a lot like, of people's. and he and Austin is very outspoken, and he will tell you how it is. Uh, and yeah, to his credit, if Austin has a problem or has an issue, he says it straight. We'll let up, you so know right there. Good for him. And so he's like. In the post, he said, I was going to go up to Father James Martin and just tell him off and tell him exactly how I felt. And he started talking to him, and he's like. I couldn't do it because this is a beautiful human being that I'm talking to right now. So, and he, he was like, literally he didn't, he was, he was taken aback and he didn't know uh-huh. how to respond. He's just like, just like a genuinely is, nice this guy. This is a, an amazing child of God right here. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't, and he couldn't come. So he still disagrees with him, but like, yeah, um, sure. There's something to that again. So we have whether you're not dis, you might disagree with the liturgical movement, the dancing. Like these are beautiful people. We're friends with them, um, and uh, it's funny. They uh, it's not funny, I guess, but they. Bishop Van, the Bishop of Orange County, he celebrated the, the there was two closing masses, the the one at 8.30 on Sunday morning, and then they had, they had did like another mass at 3.30. He celebrated the first one, and he said, no liturgical dancing. He said, I'm not having it while I'm, while I'm there. And so... Um, the, the, the liturgical, liturgical dancers that we know, they were like kind of, I don't, I wouldn't say upset, but they were like, oh man, this never happened before. Um, so they all, they did the other one, which, uh, Archbishop Gomez celebrated. And like, here's the thing, if he really doesn't want it to happen, he'd say no, just like, like Bishop Van did. Uh, I, I couldn't, I can't confirm if he likes it or doesn't like it, is impartial to it, tries to look the other way. I don't know. But like, again, we've said it before, if, if if from upstairs there's something going on that's that's not appropriate or it's liturgically incorrect like they can say no we're not doing this um right. so uh 
Yeah, that's usually that. So that that was big Austin's biggest gripe is the, yeah. the liturgical dancing side of things. But mm. again, Congress is kind of a melting pot of all things Catholic. Like we said, there's the good, there's the bad, there's the ugly for any perspective. You know, far left perspectives might see something beautiful, and then far right perspectives might see something else that same thing as as super terrible and and ugly. Right. Yeah. So again, we kind of fall in the middle somewhere. Yeah, I I try to because. At the end of the day, like, I feel I feel the most that Jesus is calling me to love my my neighbor and to love love him and love everyone. And yes, like we want to pursue and push people to heaven. You know, that's what Austin loves to say, and that's true. It's great. It's pushing people to heaven, and you know, amen to that. And I think, but it's I always want to just I don't know where people connect with God or or how they how they do like. But I, I just there's a lot of really great Catholic people that that do things that a lot of people that, that some people will disagree with, I guess, is the I, I'm wording this poorly, but I'm trying to get to the point of like we can disagree with each other on some things and still treat each other charitably and, and lovingly and lead each other and, to and God, lead each other to God and be kind to each other. And so the, and the main point we're trying to make is that I, we, I think Austin did that in his post. You know, he disagreed with a lot of the stuff that we really like or the whole event that we really like. Yeah. But he did it in a way that was, I think, kind, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and people will, are going to agree with him. People are going to not. And it's OK. Um, the biggest thing is the we can all pray for each other, you know, and and we can we can pray. And and I do agree with him. In the because it goes back to what I was saying about Ash Wednesday, there are some masses at Congress and at Youth Day where I'm sitting there like, man, like it's too much. This isn't Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, like this, you know, it's still mass. So can we have a little bit more reverence? You know, like and I go back to I said that like, I was so mad when one time this kid got up and he sang some song and it was great and everything, but like everyone's standing up and applauding for him. I'm like. You have Jesus in you in the Eucharist and you're applauding for you know Jimmy Bob Joe because he sang a nice little tune Jimmy it, Bob Joe but like you, you you God is within you you should be meditating and praying on that and um, everyone's busy clapping for this kid that did a great job so there's there's a lot of things that are you know good bad whatever but at the end of the day I think that Congress is a great thing and there's a lot of beautiful things that are going on there and it's a great time for Catholics to get together uh, hang out, meet each other, network, stuff like that. Yeah. And I think a lot of the, the applause comes from, yeah, because uh, most of the people there, like, like, like we talked about, are people that are kind of cloistered in their one parish. They never get a chance to go out. They never get to see anything on a larger scale. And so for once... A lot of, and a lot of people they go once and they have, they don't come back for years and years or you know yeah. never come back and so they're seeing this for the first time uh, everything on a larger scale thirty thousand people they're seeing these big talks on a huge scale and then they're seeing these masses on a big scale where things are again heightened up so the music is is heightened you got the dancing you got the you have all the banners and the lights and everything so it's just like they're they're probably overwhelmed with so many emotions uh that it just kind of pours out because they've never heard anything like that right um so i wouldn't fault exactly the congregation for doing that it's just a lot of things coming at them um but i will say uh, I pray that that everyone that that did attend Congress or and that does in the future that can take 
all the good things from Congress because there are so many and we've talked about a lot of them, but they can take all those good things and take them back to their parish and, um, and, and actively pursue implementing them however they may be, um, whatever, whether they're a catechist, whether they're a, a DRE, a music minister, a youth minister, whatever their, their, their role is at their parish, is take those things and really try to step up their parish. Because um, yeah. a lot of times it, it's difficult. They go back to their parish and they get flack from the people that weren't there. They go, oh, now you just had a vacation, whatever. We're, we're not going to, that's too much work. That's too much. But like, be aggressive, go back to your parish and try to make sure you're taking the good things and bring them back and 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 elevate your parish to the next level. Yeah. Right? Amen. Love it. Yeah, just there's yeah. Just remember that like God God is present in all things and we can we can push uh we always can push our parishes and each other to be to be the best that we can be. So. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that uh, you know spirit spiritually growth uh spiritual growth is Important and I definitely got it from Congress this year. Even if it was just by Bishop Barron's talk, you can always find something that helped you to spiritually grow. Right. Yeah. So. All right. It's getting late. We're we're uh, messing up I'm, our words. And we're, I'm we're, fading. We're, I'm fading. We're feeling. I like can guys. see it in your eyes I, dude, right now. I am. I'm. I'm <laughs> oh my I'm gosh. I, uh, All right. So we have a big we have a big weekend. We got a, a big event on Saturday. We're gonna. Well, it's this year and listening in the future. But we just played a, a great event at uh, in Palmdale. Well, and tomorrow you're hearing this tomorrow. Uh, you're hearing this tomorrow. That's how tired we are. But no, uh, tomorrow. That's not even it. Saturday. It's Thursday. Yeah. No, technically. It's Friday. Friday. We're good. Anyway, right. guys, <laughs> Saturday we are going to Lancaster oh gosh. for Antelope Valley Youth Day. Uh, we are the the keynote guys. Yeah, we're the I keynote, we're the keynote speakers. and we're going to do a live podcast yeah, while we, we're there. We're doing our Ryan's doing a workshop, I'm doing a workshop. Um it's going to be great. It's going to be a thing. Be we're, there yeah. or you were there when you listened to this on Monday. Yeah. It's going to be great. But so, we're, we're very excited to do it, and I'm sure it's going to be an amazing event. And uh, we'll be, you know. This is always weird when we're talking about something that's going to happen. It's in the future that was in the past. That's All right, guys, we're going to cut it off right now. Religious Ed Congress 2020. It was a great time. We look forward to 2020, 2021. I can't even, 2021. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Be there. It's in Los Angeles, Orange County, uh, right by Disneyland. So you yep. can plan your Disneyland trip. Go check out Religious Ed Congress. You can check out us. We'll be there next year, surely. For but sure. I hope you guys are having a great start to your year. As always, follow us on the, all the social medias, Yeah, all and, the things. Uh, we, we pray for you on your Lenten journeys. Yeah, Patreon, do the thing, please. Thanks for all your Patreon members. We love you guys. You're amazing. Yeah, we'll, we'll do your, our Lenten episode soon. Look out for that. Yep. But, uh, yeah, enjoy your Lent in the meantime. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Yep. Peace. Peace.